The Nashville Predators played the St. Louis Blues last night, and it was bad. Very, very bad. Also, the NHL has released the fan vote results for the All-Star game, and it was bad. Very, very bad. Let's talk about it today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. And uh, can I start with a question for you? Yes. Yes. Why can't we have nice things? Oh my gosh. Seriously. Why, why can't we just have like one, one show where nothing is broken or on fire and the Preds don't hate good hockey and all good things come to us. Like why, why can't, why can't we be that team? I don't, I don't know. And I have to tell you, liking the Nashville Predators, following the Nashville Predators, covering the Nashville Predators comes with a level of exhaustion. (laughs) I've aged this season. 10 years in the past two years that we've been doing this podcast together. I just, I can't, there is a disconnect somewhere and it has become almost existential for me to make this make sense. And I am tired. I'm like the guy from the green mile. I'm tired, boss. <laughs> just tired, boss. I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. I'm tired of the meanness. I'm tired of trying to make this make sense. It's, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like even like only 50% of it is on ice stuff. It's just all the off ice stuff that comes with this team too. And uh, like I I want to like frolic in like a great like wide open farm with wide open spaces that's known as the Buffalo Sabres fan base right now. Yeah. Like I just want to have like great optimism about something without any sort of expectations or any sort of just random, random fights between people on the internet where like, if they, if you win, six nothing it's awesome if you lose six nothing it's like oh well next game will be fun yeah i just want that Anne. i yearn for those days we want peace in our time that's what we want nick we want peace in our time yeah i I can't believe i'm saying this i yearn for those 2000s predators teams Yeah, this where, where if you like got outshot 60 to 15, but if you won the game two to one, it was they would just line up statues mm-hmm. left and right of Barry Trotz and whoever. Miss yeah. miss those days now. 
honestly, and and we've heard this so many times, the 2017 Stanley Cup run changed this fan base. Yeah, it did. And here we are, yeah. high expectations, and 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 we're feeling low. There, there's a whole big different podcast I feel like we can do on that. First, though, unfortunately, I feel like we should talk about last night's game. Yeah. Uh, last night's game started really good. Uh, the Predators kind of went up one nothing. They called it back uh, mm-hmm. from goaltender interference, which that's a that's a whole thing. That's a whole conversation. Uh, uh, Preds actually got out to a really good start in the first period, and then just the epic collapse happened. Uh, it was Blues scored uh, ten seconds into the second period. Colton Sissons then tied it, but then the floodgates opened. The Blues scored four consecutive goals. Matthias Ekholm added a, admittedly, really nice goal at the it very end of the game, but too mm-hmm. little too late. 5-2 St. Louis, the final score. And I hate to ask, but could you please <laughs> give us your one word to describe last night's game? Okay, I wrestled with this because my one word was going to be you know, my mom always said, if you don't have something nice to say, you should probably not say anything. And then I was just going to sit silently for 22 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, hey, but this be the greatest show ever. But I dug deep and I dug into the wisdom of Aaron Sorkin. If you want somebody who will drop just a truth bomb wrapped in chocolate, it is Aaron Sorkin. He gets right to the heart of the matter. And of course, my favorite Aaron Sorkin show ever is The West Wing. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch The West Wing. Have you watched The West Wing yet? I know we've talked about this. Or is this? But I love Aaron Sorkin because of the newsroom. Yes. You need to um, add this to before love, actually. Do The West Wing, then love, actually. But In the West Wing, it covers President Bartlett, and he has a body man, Charlie, who wakes him up one day after he's just been in bed for about three hours from an international trip. And the president is not, he does not want to get out of bed. And Charlie says to him, you know, he tries to be really nice to encourage him to wake up and you have senior staff and you have the meeting with the feds and all this stuff. And the president's like, who are you and why are you bothering me? And finally, Charlie just takes a deep breath and he says, I need you to dig in now. It's not a nightmare. You really are the president. And that gets the president out of bed. And I want to go in the Nashville Predators locker room and say to them, you need to dig in now. It's not a nightmare. You are in the NHL. Like, dig in. You're exhausted. And I know that. And it's been a weird, hard last couple weeks of games and very little rest and on the road. And so I really have empathy for that. But you got to dig in now, Nashville. This is not a nightmare. You made it to the NHL. Unfortunately, this is how hard that gig is. And you got to do better than this. You got to do better than this. And I know, and I know there was like talk about fatigue Sure. Uh, last night for <laughs> a nice, fun Twitter reason. It was amazing. <laughs> and, and I get it, mm-hmm. but every NHL team has a stretch like this, you know? And yeah, right. like every NHL team has like stinkers and, you know, rough mm-hmm. games. But this is 
the Preds third game in a row, really, I mean, dating back to last week, I mean, they just haven't looked good for a while. And sure, fatigue might be some of that, but you're playing the same schedule as a lot of other NHL teams. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's at a point where you can't make that excuse because yeah. yeah, I mean, you had like back-to-backs now in two weeks, but you're getting into a stretch in which a lot of NHL teams mm-hmm. are going to have back-to-backs and they're finding a way to fight through it. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not brutal. We're not saying that this is not just such a challenging grind of the season, but like you said, this is a challenging grind of the season for every team, every team is reaching the point at this part of an 82 game season where they're exhausted and yeah. they're just clawing their way to the all-star break. And I can't quite figure out why Nashville can't dig a little bit deeper. It is. I mean, it kind of goes back to the adversity problem that we were talking about the mm-hmm. other day. It's just, it doesn't seem And I don't know why, again, I'm not in that locker room. I'm not privy to the conversations. I don't know what John Hines and David Poyle are talking about. I don't know what's going in on the players' minds. I don't know what their conversations are like, but it's noticeable that just this team doesn't handle adversity well at all. And look, the results speak for themselves. I mean, they haven't had that textbook stretch where it's like they've had kind of the odds piled against them and they've been able to play good hockey despite it and kind of claw their way to wins. I mean, they did earlier this week, but that takes me kind of to my one word. And remember, remember what our theme was while we were talking about the one words for me, the cars. Right. So after that, you know, Calgary, win, I had check engine light, like, Hey, you won, you didn't play good at all. There's the check engine light, but Hey, you made it to your destination. Columbus was clunker, mm-hmm. which was, hey, this car is about to fall apart, but it got you to point A to point B, but you need a new car. My one word for last night, car fire. <laughs> you ignore the check engine light. Yeah. You didn't buy a new car. And look where it got you. You're on the side of I-65 with flames just shooting up left and right. You're like, you have your little bottle of, like smart water and you're trying to like do that onto the, <laughs> onto the hood, yes. trying to hope it, trying to hope it is. That's like Matthias Ekholm with the goal last night. Yes. He's got his little Swedish bottle. And he's just like throwing it on the car fire and saying, Oh God, please stop. Yeah. It's, 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 you, you saw this coming in like from the past week or so of games, you saw this coming Mm-hmm. And the only difference between last night and those wins against Calgary and Columbus is that UC Saros not have a great night and he could not will the Predators to a win by taking goals off the board for the Blues. Right. That was the one difference. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So let's get into this game. Let's do a little bit of a deep dive because uh, we got more to talk about. We'll do that in just one second. Plus, uh, the all-star voting results are out. And unless you're a fan of like four or five specific NHL teams, you probably hate 
the results of the all-star vote. Let's be honest. Uh, today's show, though, is sponsored by something. Ann and I can one thing we can agree on is great is yes. Bill Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you gotta try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. And if you're like me and you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to give up stuff that tastes good, you gotta try built built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, cherry, barcia, plenty more seasonal flavors. But here's the catch. They're only about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and each have a whopping 17 grams of protein to keep you full. And big news, you don't have to wait around for a week to get a box. We've been talking about you can order your Built Bars at Built.com. You still can, but now you can find them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Walmart has a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. And if you want to go to a Sam's Club, you got a membership. They have a 13 bar box with some of their hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. And as always, you can check out all the wonderful flavors at built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order and check out some of the amazing flavors they have coming out now. All right, Ann, um, let's dive into this game, shall we? You and I were talking beforehand just kind of about the game last night, and it seems like the one word that came up was effort. Yes. Yes. And and this is painful to talk about. It's not a conversation that we ever want to have, but there was a question as we watched this game of effort. And again, it comes down to something as simple as, are they fatigued? Is this a physical fatigue factor? Or, and here's the question that troubles me more. Is there a mental fatigue factor? Because really effort didn't look where it needed to be for this game. Um, and I hate to call out specific players, but let's just talk about some things that, that I saw. And again, love these players, want to see them all succeed, but let's just put it out on the table and have a discussion. Mikhail Granlund is struggling right now. Yeah. Um, he is struggling right now. When it comes to effort, and, and effort is a hard thing. I want to be upfront. Effort is a hard thing to gauge. It's an eye test thing that may not be accurate. So let's be clear on that. But eye test, I, I worry about players like Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne. Yeah. And it's, it's concerning because it's the bigger guys, the guys yeah. that are supposed to, you know, one guy, you know, I, I would like to point out Philip Forsberg last night, who I did think had a good game. Uh, he, he was, yes. Uh, he was like single handedly trying to will the predators to anything good last night. Mm -hmm. I look at those first couple blues goals and, and one big thing I noticed is Roman Yossi. Gosh, he like, had a what are you that first goal, you know, where he had, um, you know, I, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Braden Shen was the one that scored it kind of from the point off the circle. Mm -hmm. You saw Yossi go out and just make like a haphazard, like pinch up towards the red line, make a zone. And Shen was like right after him. And yes. that led to Ryan McDonough not able to cut down the angle. And it's that. And then, you know, the other play, the the second Blues goal, you know, it was Brandon Saad. Kind of one that maybe UC Soros should have had, 
But mm-hmm. at the same time, you watch that play again, and you'll see Roman Yossi, you know, kind of before that play, go out and pinch and kind of, you know, circle, you know, just kind of circle wherever. And that led to kind of a breakdown in coverage. And it's, yeah. it's, that's the concerning thing is as much as people want to talk about specific fourth liner players that should be on the ice or whatever. Who, by the way, had a really good assist in the game had a last really night. Good assist. Yeah. Hey, you got your Cole Smith contribution. <laughs> it's, it's concerning in because it's the players that you expect to be yes. the standard bears each and every game that are coming through with very, very poor stretches. Yes, I would agree with that. And I would agree with what you said about Philip Forsberg. It was almost like Philip Forsberg hit a wall of frustration where he's like, if y'all aren't going to do it, I'm going to do it. And working really hard. Uh, I see that same effort level high always in Yakov Trenin. Yakov Trenin, absolutely. 100% all the time, doesn't know another gear. But I would agree with you. It's the bigger players. It's the players that you need to be consistently good, that you need to be consistent. It's not even about production. You need to be consistently playing at 100% effort. And again, effort's a hard thing to gauge. Maybe that's not the right word, but that's the only word that I can find that kind of summarizes what was missing there was one play in particular and I can't even tell you what period it was in but there was a shot on goal by the Predators and as the shot was going towards the goal there were two Predators players that just kind of coasted and circled around the back of the net and headed back to the bench like they didn't stop to say hey maybe there's going to be a juicy rebound here that I could get they just kind of followed the play around and headed back to the bench and I was like that shot is still viable. There is still viable offense that could happen in this moment. And you're just like, yeah, no, we're back. We go. And, and again, I know there is nuance to this, but I'm, there is something missing on this team. And again, I come back to in the, in the question that I have for you, that feels unanswerable for all of us is, is this physical? Is this mental? Is this that adversity thing we're talking about? Like, what is this? I, I don't know, but it's become a enough of a thing in which something has to change, Anne. Yeah. Something has to change. And look, it's it's gotten to the point where, you know, we talk about the Predators' inconsistency, where it's like at points this year, they've been on. And then at points yes. this year, they've gone on stretches. It's gotten to a point where there's been enough of these bad stretches. And again, it's their first loss in three games, but they haven't been playing good for, you know, right. at least, you know, a week and a half's worth of games. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to the point where this happens so often that now it's a problem. Right. And now it's like, you know, because if you're looking at it just through the glass of this season, it's like, oh, you know, it's inconsistent. You know, we've, we've played really well at times, but we've played really bad at times. You just got to get there. Just, da, 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 da. Right, but this right. has happened now going on for what, three, four seasons now, at least. Mm-hmm. And it's, something's got to change. Yeah. And uh, look, we've, we've changed coach. I know what everybody's going to say. I know. We've, we've changed coaches once before when this happened. Mm-hmm. 
is changing the coach again going to fix some of the inherent issues or do you have to make some other big changes and by that i mean do you have to shake up this core do you have mm-hmm. to get some new faces in that locker room maybe some new voices that are in leadership permission like positions i'm not saying strip roman yossi the captaincy or anything like that but sure. right. you need new leaders in that locker room and take that for what you will but it's it's at the point where you're going to need new prominent faces new prominent faces that just aren't there to contribute on the ice but are there to lead by example talk about the team yeah I go back when you said adversity, the thing that popped in my mind, look back at that 2017 Stanley Cup run. That was a team that faced so much adversity. I mean, you had guys dropping like flies. You had Kevin Fiala with that horrible injury. We lost Ryan Johansson to that injury. I mean, I'm t- literally, they were dropping like flies. And it was like, hey, who do we have in Milwaukee? Let's call him up. There's no locker for him, but let's just put him, let's just put him somewhere on a folding chair and throw him in the lineup. And the way the team responded then yeah. was so different than what we're seeing now. And what's confusing to me is there are still enough core players from that 2017 run still in the Predators locker room right now. Why can't they tap into that? I just don't get it, man. I don't know. This is this is a conversation that's probably going to continue yeah. uh, for quite some time, Anne. Yeah. Well, we have a whole nother conversation that we need to have, and it's going to be almost as much fun. The NHL announced the winners of the fan voting for the All-Star Game. That seems like something we should probably talk about. So here we go. All right. (laughs) All right. So as we all know, the NHL brought back fan voting. Uh, for the first time in a very long time since the whole John Scott thing from a few years ago. Uh, And look, this was a chance a lot of people wanted to kind of see. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's a lot of Cole Caulfield's out there. A lot of, you know, there's a lot of like the younger players, all this and all that. And so here, here's the results. Let's start in the central division because, hey, you know, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, there's some guys there that we thought should make it. Yeah. Uh, Miko Rantanen, which, okay, fine. Totally he's get of, that one. He's been the Avalanche's best player this year. Yeah, get that Nathan one. Nathan McKinnon, uh, who has missed half of the season. Yep. And then Connor Hellebuck and goal, which, okay, fine. That that one also makes sense. And then you kind of like look around and it's, you know, in the in the Metro division, it's all New York teams. Artemi Panarin, Adam Fox, and Ilya Sorokin. Um, in the, you know, the other Eastern Conference, Austin Matthews, who's mm-hmm. like been the third, fourth best player on Toronto this year. David Pasternak and Andre Vasilevsky. Like, and then you have in, in the West, Leon Dreisaitl, Stuart Skinner and goal and Bo Horvat, all Canadian teams. Did anybody not see this coming where fans of the big teams are going to just dominate the voting? Yeah, I don't, this is, 
And and I get it. Like there are definitely some players on here. I'm like hundred percent. Like Leon Drysidel. You know what? I'm not going to argue Leon Drysidel with you. Uh, Miko Rantanen. I see the case for that, considering what you know Colorado's been through, what he's had to step in and do. Get this. I'm here for that. Okay. But I agree with you. I look at this and I'm like, this is a situation where medium market teams, small market teams may have outstanding players, and they're just not going to get in. They're just not going to get in. I mean, you like you said, you are looking at large market Canadian teams, big fan bases. I mean, even if Philip Forsberg was pooping gold pucks on the ice, he would not have made it in this with, with fan voting the way that it is. And you know what? I hate to even open this can of worms. I hate to even go there. But can we just talk about Nathan McKinnon? Like, don't you have to show up? Don't you have to show up to win? This is like, you know, this is like the NBA where it's like, you know, a player is on injured reserve for 90% of the season, but they still get voted in because people want to see the top stars. And I get it. We just talked not too long ago, Ann, about how we need to see the big stars in the NHL game to make it, like, good. But when you have three spots and there's so much – like good players this year, good, fun, young players. Like I would love to see like Sidney Crosby and, uh, you know, like go head to head against like Tim Stutzla. I mean, they're, yes. you know, or, or like Austin Matthews and Cole Caulfield, like on the same line. Yes. Like give me that. And here's the thing. Like, I know we're doing this three on three thing and overtime and stuff like that you know, or three on three in the all-star game, like the overtime rules in the all-star game. Right. Gotta find a way to make more people go because that's, what's making people tune out and you change it. So where like every team has at least one person represented. That's a good thing. I think every team in the NHL should have one person that they can cheer for and follow for us. It's going to be UC Saros. Agreed. But it's also, you gotta, find a way to get more players involved that aren't just from the big teams in yes. the NHL. And I, I don't know how you do that without changing the foundation of the game. Like maybe you go back, like maybe you expand the rosters and make this like, instead of three on three, you make it like five on five for one whole mm-hmm. period. Like, you know, you know, a 20 you know minute period or something like that, or, you know, I don't know. You've got to find some way to get more people in here right now, because that's, that's the thing about the fan voting is every year I can tell you the decisions that are going to be in the fan voting every year. It's Mm going to be somebody from New York. It's going to be from any of the New York teams. It's going to be somebody from Boston or Toronto. It's going to be somebody from like Vancouver, Edmonton, um, or, you know, for, by default, it's going to be like Avs or like Tampa Bay or something like whoever, like the supposedly like huh. the top team in the league is at that point. It's going right. to be that every single year. Mm-hmm. You've got to find a way to branch this out and have more people able to come in. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. When I saw this come out yesterday, I was like, you know, th- this is, 
as much as like you, you say, you want to have the top players there because that sort of draws people in. But there you also want to have the NHL as a whole well represented here. And I get you brought one player in from each um, from each team. I really like that. But this just it doesn't land well. And I don't know how I don't know what they need to do with the NHL All-Star Weekend, but it needs work. It just needs work. I mean, even going into it at this point, when you look at what's happened with fan voting, this just needs re- it, it needs a retool. I mean, I hate to say retooling on a Nashville Predators podcast, but this needs a retooling, a youth movement, if one will, a youth retool. I don't know. It just, it's hard to get excited about this, even though we have UC Soros, who, you know, deservedly is going to be in there. But it's really hard to get excited about this. After this fan voting, although I will say um, the 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 uh, campaign to get Roman Yossi into the All Star game mm-hmm. after last night, maybe the right move. Here's the thing, too. There's a part of me that's probably like Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi were like, delete, delete that tweet, delete that tweet, because they yeah. probably <laughs> are like, I just want to go to like San Tropez for four days. You know, just let me go to the Florida Keys and get away from this for a few days. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe the Predators, maybe the All-Star break will be a good reset. It wasn't last year. They struggled coming out of the All-Star break last year. But I don't know, maybe maybe a little vacay will help? Well, I mean, if, if fatigue is the issue. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Can I can – I, can I, We'll say one thing about the All-Star game this year, Anne. Yeah. The jerseys this year look sweet AF. They, I will not. The throwbacks to like the, I think it was like the 1997, maybe 98 All-Star game. Mm -hmm. Those look sweet. Like, give me one of those. They look very, they remind me very much of Miami Vice. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I guess that's what they were going with. Like, if you yeah. look like the Miami Heat have the same color scheme mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, I, I look cool. Like, I would absolutely love to get one. Yeah, they. I, w- I will agree with you there. They are they are very good jerseys. Yeah. They are very good jerseys. But uh, NHL, if you're listening to us, hook us up. Come on. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our rant for the week. It hasn't been a good uh, week. For the Nashville Predators. We talk about fatigue. Ann and I are about to take a nice uh, weekend off from this. We'll be back Monday uh, with new episodes. Hey, the Preds uh, play again tomorrow, so I'm mm-hmm. sure there'll be lots more to talk about. Come on. Uh, dear God. Ann, where can the people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com, and you can find me on Twitter at K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter, underscore NS Morgan. While you're there, be sure to follow the podcast as well, LO underscore Predators. And however you're listening to us, whether you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform or watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you'll always know when we have fresh content out for you. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you very much for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back Monday with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.